Hi guys, JD here. Uh, before we get started with our Alexander True interview, uh, of course, we want to talk about uh, Tomas Hurdle was put on the COVID-19 list. Um, so unfortunately, he'll be out for a couple weeks. And then the Sharks game was, of course, canceled for tonight against Vegas. I'm not sure as of recording this right now. This is like 6 o'clock p.m. Uh, Wednesday night. That there is a the Blues game right now. I assume it's still going on, but they're going through right now and doing all their uh, tracing, making sure everybody else is clean. So, um, but yeah, right now no Cuda game tonight and no Sharks game. Um, and Hurdle will be out for a couple weeks. First and foremost, want to make sure um, you know he's safe and his family's safe, especially they have you know their young boy Tobias. So making sure everybody in the Hurdle household is safe, and whenever he's back to being 100, hopefully he'll be back on the ice soon. Um, so yeah, just wanted to quickly address that. Um, we do mention the start of the Barracuda game, which of course uh, when we recorded this was supposed to be on. So. Just disregard that, but um, really fun interview with uh, Alexander True. Seems like a really nice dude. Hope you guys enjoy. And if you guys missed also our Will Scouch interview yesterday, that's a nice hour-long podcast where we talk about the 2020 draft. So uh, plenty of uh, good stuff right now in the feed, and enjoy the Alexander True interview. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Locked On Sharks, your daily source of everything Team San Jose. And I guess today it would be a Team Barracuda and Team San Jose episode because we have a special guest with us. Uh, We have Alexander True of the uh, San Jose Barracuda and sometimes of the San Jose Sharks and hopefully the San Jose Sharks soon. Uh, I know Eric is uh, a big proponent of you coming up to the team. So I'm your host, Kyle Demetrius. Back with me as always are JD and Eric. Uh, and we have Shang Pang of San Jose Hockey now, frequent collaborator with us as well. But might as well get to the guests. Alexander, how are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, coming on so soon after practice. We know that you guys were uh, on the ice today, so we really appreciate it. Um, I'm going to start with a, a, a kind of an off the wall question, but what's it like scoring 62 points in like 15 games as a kid? Uh, it was fun. <laughs> it was uh, yeah, a lot of goal, goal scoring. It never gets old. Uh, <laughs> hey, I mean, that's, that's the best answer, right? It never gets old scoring about two goals a game. So as a, as a kid, um, obviously for everybody who knows that you grew up in Denmark uh, and you're Danish, what's the, kind of the NHL, dreams as a young hockey player because soccer and handball volleyball those are all really popular sports um in denmark and europe and hockey sometimes takes a back seat so did you always think about the nhl is it kind of something that just came to you what was it like being a kid playing hockey in denmark uh well it was kind of hard to picture yourself being playing the nhl because not a lot of danish kids grow up to play in the nhl um so when I was a kid, it was probably I love I love to play. So it was probably just uh, growing up wanting to play on the on the first or the pro team in, in Denmark, and then hopefully one day go and play uh, somewhere in Europe or or ultimately overseas. That would be really cool. So that was kind of my dream to go play outside of Denmark when I was a kid. Nick Nick Ehlers is your cousin, right? Yeah, that's right. 
Wait, did you guys grow up playing hockey together at all? Was him being a good hockey player sort of helpful or guiding you to want to be play hockey at a higher level also? Yeah, it was, it was a big inspiration for me. Um, his dad was a hockey coach, so he, uh, he was coaching in Switzerland. So Nick grew up playing a lot of his junior hockey in Switzerland, so we didn't play that much together or against each other. But, uh, yeah, he's been a huge inspiration for me. When uh, when did you kind of know that you could maybe play overseas? Where Was it when you scored 62 points in 16 games, or was it, was it a little bit later that you knew that, hey, maybe I have a chance to go to North America? Well, it's it, stuff happens kind of quick. I remember we played um, World Championships under 18, and we were playing against uh, Jack Ico and point and some of the good uh good canadian uh, players and you kind of realize obviously they're really good but you can still kind of play with these guys so then you realize that uh, maybe you're not that bad of a hockey player <laughs> and then, uh, yeah and then the season after i got drafted to seattle in the junior league they uh, uh, going that- back a little bit uh, uh alex uh um, from what I understand, you grew up in kind of a, a hockey family in, uh, uh, in in Denmark, and you know, being that hockey is not the most popular sport in Denmark, you know, how does that happen? And you know, to be uh, grow up in a, a Danish hockey family. Yeah, well, it just I was kind of just born into it, so uh, I don't. It's just been like that for me the whole time, but. Um, it just happened that my uh, yeah my dad and my dad's two brothers played hockey. Uh, my dad's sister ended up uh, um, marrying a hockey player, and and yeah, that's kind of how we we got this big hockey family. And that was just what I was born into, and been really happy about it. So not complaining too much. <laughs> Um, How does it feel to be, uh, you know, the first uh, part of the first family of hockey then in Denmark, you know, also cousins with Nick Ehlers too. So, you know, first family of hockey. Yeah, it, it feels good. It's what I've been used to my whole life. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it feels good. How was your, how was your NHL experience last year? What was like the toughest part of it? What was the most exciting part? I mean, you, you had like 12 games, I think, toward the end of the season. Yeah, it was uh, obviously my first game was uh, it's very special to play your first NHL game. It was, that was really exciting. And uh, just being uh, being around uh, guys like Jumbo, Bernsey, Cooch, all those guys, um, just something uh, exciting to come to the ring every day and and work with uh, superstars like that. So, yeah, I was just obviously playing playing NHL, playing in big arenas with a lot of fans, and just a big stage. Everything is is uh, is pretty exciting about it. I think. What's the the hardest part about going from AHL games to NHL games? Um, it's probably the hardest part is is you play against superstars like. Connor McDavid and, and McKinnon. It's uh, it can be uh, you can look funny sometimes when you're out, in, out on the ice <laughs> against those guys. 
Yeah. When you when you when you come up against a, a McDavid or a superstar and and you're sharing the ice with them, is there a moment where you're like, "Oh my God, what am I doing here?" Or is it just so fast that it does, doesn't set in until afterwards? Um, I think I think it's in in warm ups. You're like, you're skating around and you're like, "Oh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be interesting tonight." But once uh, once the play is going, you don't really think too much about it. I don't think. And the fans, are the fans that big of, because the crowds are smaller in, I'm assuming, Denmark and the AHL. So playing in front of 19, 20,000 people, is that a big difference from a player's yeah. perspective? Yeah. Yeah, that's a big difference, especially when uh, when you're in, uh, not to put any shame on anything, but when you play a Barracuda game at SAP, they can sit like 18,000 and there's, nine or ten thousand compared yeah. to when it's full it's it feels different for sure all right before we get back to our interview with alexander true we wanted to take a quick break and talk to you guys about our friends over at betonline.ag uh, so betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action although football's over nba college basketball and nhl are in full swing and i believe i've seen baseball props starting to drop as well uh, BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time odds um, and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline's got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet, and it's free to sign up. Head over to their website and sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. When you use the promo code LOCKEDON, BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. We've covered everything you need to know about the San Jose Sharks, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Lockdown Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Lockdown Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's got all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Lockdown Today wherever you get your podcast. Uh, from what I understand, uh, uh, before your first uh, NHL game, uh, you had dinner with uh, Jumbo and Brent Burns. Is that correct? Yeah, that's you correct. And, uh, you and Latunov out, right? Uh, did, did you yeah, and Max say right. anything the whole night, or you just kind of sit back and listen to Burnsy and Jumbo go at it? No, they were they were uh, they were very friendly. Uh, uh, they were interested in learning some stuff about me and Maxi coming from Denmark and, and Russia. So, so yeah, they were they were letting us having a couple of words in too. Um, it was pretty casual. It was it was a good dinner. It was a nice night. What did they take you out to? Did uh, did you did you guys just go somewhere and uh, and Burnsy just barbecued something for you out of nowhere, or where 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 do those le- the legends take you out to to dinner? <laughs> Yeah, we were uh, we were in Calgary, and it was uh, it was some steakhouse uh, that was really nice. I can't remember the name of it, but they had some uh, they had some uh, really good cuts of meat on the on the menu, and we we got some good meat that night. Did, did they uh, make you pay? Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say the jumbo yeah. pay, or did they make you pay? <laughs> uh, they, they didn't make uh, me or Max pay for anything. That's 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 good of them. Did you order like? An expensive dish, a nice one, or did you try to sort of play cool and order something a little, a little cheaper? No, it was, uh, it was, uh, kind of was jumbo or fancy, but we ordered like a, a big cut of meat that we all kind of shared, and then a bunch of sides. So, so it wasn't really that we all ordered our own dish. It was kind of a, a shareable kind of thing, buffet style. What? Um, I had a question. So, you know, you, you were drafted out of juniors. What made you choose San, like coming to San Jose? Um, 
did I know Blickfield, who you know is also Danish, did you like have a relationship with him before you came to San Jose? Or I assume you guys probably knew each other uh being from you know back from Denmark. Yeah, he um we know each other playing uh, playing against each other growing up and also playing together on the uh, the national junior teams. But my biggest influence was probably my agent. Uh he um he just thought it was a good fit for me and, and said uh, really good things about San Jose and, and they do a really good job of developing their players. And and so uh, I trusted him and and I've only heard good things about San Jose. So it was, uh, yeah, it was really kind of a no-brainer to, to pick San Jose. Did you, uh, Did you factor in the weather? after you? I couldn't hear both of you were talking at the oh, same time. Sorry. Sorry. I just uh, wondering if you can say, uh, I know there are a couple other teams that were after you uh, when you joined the Sharks. Uh, I think it was their development camp and then you signed. So can you say a couple of teams that were pursuing you besides the Sharks? Yeah, I remember um, it was um, Colorado was interested in bringing me to camp, Boston and uh, Pittsburgh. That's a good group of teams. Yeah, a really good group of teams. They uh, did the weather play a factor in coming to San Jose because you obviously grew up in Denmark, and then those are all cold teams. And, and I'm Seattle. from a cold place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Seattle's, Seattle's rainy. A little, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, was, the weather was uh, was a plus for sure, but it was my decision was purely hockey based, so it didn't really come into that much of a consideration. Um, speaking of hockey, you had a really good second season in San Jose. I think you had like 55 points. Um, you were up close to a, a point a game. When you have a season like that, do you think, hey, I, I'm going to be on the Sharks next year or does it get you one step closer? What's your mindset after after such a good uh, AHL season like that? Yeah, it just kind of motivates me to, uh, to keep going. And uh, obviously it was it was going in the right direction. So I wanted to, to keep going. I think it's just extra motivation. Um, yeah. You never, you never really know what's going to happen. So you just kind of take control over whatever you can control. And yeah, for me, it was just like motivation. What are you, what are you motivated? What are you working on right now in the AHL to try to get yourself back into NHL games? Did they ask you to work on things in, in particular, or are you just kind of playing and trying to do well? Well, I obviously try to work on all, all kinds of different stuff uh, on my game, but I also know when I get called up, uh, probably won't be playing uh, a lot of minutes and probably going to be third, fourth line, so I got to play hard and, and heavy, so uh, I try to play hard and heavy when I'm down in, in, the, in the AHL, and even though I play a lot of minutes when I'm down, uh, I try to focus on still what uh, what kind of game I, I would play um, up with the Sharks, so yeah, it's kind of in the back of my head that I know I play a lot of minutes down in the A, but I still got to kind of model my game after how I would play up top who is uh who's the toughest defenseman on the barracuda to play against the toughest defenseman on the barracuda to play against yeah um i don't know it's tough to say we've got a lot of uh, a lot of good defensemen i don't think uh, 
I don't think I can pick one out. Uh, I think we have yeah a lot of good defensemen. That, that's a, that's a very nice answer. Yeah, that's, a, <laughs> that's, that's a good one. Are you are you do you? We talked to uh, to Ryan Merkley a few weeks ago, and he said you guys are playing a lot of video games in the hotel when you were in Arizona. Are you part of that crew too? Do you play FIFA with them? No, I'm not a part of that crew. Unfortunately, I'm uh, I'm not much of a gamer. What do you What do you do between practices when you're stuck in your hotel room by yourself? Well, um, we've been able to go golf a couple of times. Uh, that's been nice, and uh, just uh, we've had a little uh, Catan group going. Oh, wow. You know what that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we should we should get a game going. That's all. Awesome. <laughs> who's in the Who's in the uh, Who's in the Catan group? It was uh, me. Uh, Desi, Magna, and then Trevor Carey, who got uh, traded, but yeah, we had a good game going there for. for did a few did Trevor take the game with him when he got traded? Uh, <laughs> no, he didn't. Um, we heard Magna's the best golfer on the Cuda. Uh, do you think you could you could you have a shot at taking him down? Uh, no, I'm I'm not that good of a golfer. <laughs> I, I definitely can't take him down. What about Catan? Who's the best Catan player? Uh, I hate to say it, but Max is pretty good at Catan playing too. <laughs> oh man, this guy's got, he's got all the leisure sports. <laughs> no wonder yeah. they made him uh, captain and brought him in. Seriously, just... yeah, yeah, <laughs> golf and golf and Catan. What is your strategy? You're trying to get a uh, build towns, go for the longest road. What's your what's your uh, go to move there? Yeah, I've I've tried all I tried all of them. Man. Nothing happened really worked. <laughs> You gotta hear your numbers first. Magnus, the yeah. Tom Brady of the Barracuda, he just doesn't lose at anything. I was. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Before we finish up our interview with uh, Alexander True, we want to take a quick break and talk to you guys about RockAuto.com. So, RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for over twenty years. Uh, they have everything you need from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Doesn't matter what type of car you have. See so if a cool classic car or your daily driver gets you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Uh, their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate, so you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box. That way they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliable prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you tips, insights, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues, breaking all the stats and information you need to keep you ahead of the competition. Subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Um, what's your pregame meal choice? Um, chicken for sure. Um, I like to go with rice instead of pasta and then uh, just some veggies. Brown rice or white rice? Uh, doesn't matter to me. I prefer white rice, but we usually get brown on the road. Yeah. Oh, weird. Uh, that's, that's very strange. Do you have any, uh, do you have any, uh, superstitions? Uh, no, not really. I, uh, I don't, I don't like having superstitions. Just I think it mess, messes me up more than it helps me. So I just try to stay away from it. Yeah. Just take it as it goes. And do you, do you, uh, do you tape your stick like a normal human being or do you have one of these gross tape jobs? 
Uh, I think I go normal <laughs> just from heel to toe, tape the whole whole blade, and all right, that's uh, good. That, that, that's good. Yeah. There's there's been this year. There's been uh, like Tim Stutzler with Ottawa. He uh, that's an abomination. Oh yeah. What uh, do you did you play any other sports growing up, or, or do you still play any other sports, or were you just straight hockey guy and, and that was it? No, oh, I played soccer and basketball. Oh yeah. What uh, yeah. did you have to quit when you became came good at uh, too good at hockey? Did they tell you to stop playing those other ones, or did you just keep it up? Uh, I played soccer till I was in uh, sixth grade, and then yeah, I just started playing too much hockey. Like played with several hockey teams, so I just didn't have time. When uh, when I was in Copenhagen, I went to a Bronby FC game, and it was one of the best things I've ever done in my entire life. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's unreal. Who's your who's your who's your soccer team from back home? FC uh, Copenhagen. Oh, okay, perfect. I think that's who they're playing. I can't remember honestly. The beers were like two bucks, so <laughs> I don't remember much after halftime. But yeah, soccer and uh, soccer in Denmark's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, it's it's uh, and that game you went to it's big derby, so it, it was a good game for sure. Yeah, they asked me when I came in. They're like, "Who are you cheering for?" It was in uh, it was in Bronby too, and they asked me who you're cheering for, and I was just with people. I was like, "Bronby." And then they just gave me gave me a scarf and shoved me into like <laughs> this one way, and I said, "Okay, cool. This sounds great." Yeah, That's I assume amazing. A, a soccer is the, I guess, the most popular sport in 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 Denmark. Um, like, how big is hockey? Like a guy like your cousin Nikolai Ehlers, you know, he's a big star in Winnipeg. But if he walks around in Denmark, would anybody recognize him? Um, if he walks around in his hometown. He gets recognized because it's not uh it's it's not like it's a fairly big city, but it's not that big of a city. But if he walks around downtown Copenhagen, I don't think he he get recognized. What uh, do you go home in the summers, or do you stay in uh, sunny California? Oh, I go home to Denmark in the summers. Oh yeah. Um, do you have you ever thought about staying in California, or is it just a part of your routine? You just like to go home and see your family and everything. No, I've thought about it. I like it here. Um, it's just, it's expensive to live here. And and my roommate is from Denmark too. It's glitchy. So he usually goes home in the summer and, and it's just what I've been used to being in Denmark in the summers, but I do enjoy it here. I've been thinking about staying in the summers too, but I like it at home too. At least you're going home for the, the best season in Denmark and you don't have to <laughs> suffer through a winter. Is there, uh, is there, is there, uh, I don't know if California or San Jose or the Bay is known for Danish food. Is there, is there any foods you miss from back home? Um, yeah, there's just, we eat these, uh, open, uh, sandwiches on dark rye bread. That bread is like, weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really it's weird. Different. I lived in Amsterdam for a while too. Very strange. Yeah, it's different, but I miss that. That's one of my favorite lunch things to eat. What's on the sandwiches? Uh, there's a lot of different uh, toppings you can get. Um, like some of the more Danish ones is like uh, put pota- uh, potatoes on it and some mayo and some onions and stuff. Uh, so you can put fish on it. Um, yeah, you can put all kinds of topping on roast beef, turkey, stuff like that as well. Salami. But uh, yeah. It's just the dark rye, but that's a little different. 
That is a little different. Can you get, can you find similar dark rye bread anywhere in the U.S.? Or is it like you have to be back home to get it? Uh, they sell um, this stuff at Ikea, um, where you can make, uh, that you, that, so that you can make it. Um, yeah, but just some of the, the toppings and stuff are just missing <laughs> from back home. Yeah. It's not the same when you're not at home either. It's not like uh, you can't go to Subway and order the sandwich, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, go ahead. Nope. JD, go. Uh, so uh, you went home for during the pandemic, uh, like when everything shut down and they canceled the rest of the, you know, the, the season. Any hobbies you pick up during that time? Um, no, not, not any new hobbies. I think, um, uh, tried doing a TikTok video with my youngest brother because we were so bored one time, but, uh, I probably got a little bit into gaming again. I, ha- I have been a gamer in the past, started playing a little bit of video games, uh, during the pandemic, but, uh, didn't really hit home for me. What games do you play? Um, played uh league of legends you know that game? oh wow really <laughs> yeah. nice. i've heard it i've never played it i mean I've, i'm familiar with the title but i've never played it yeah i played. i was one. big fortnite guy too when uh, when that was hot but yeah not not too much anymore uh you got uh speaking of going home uh, you got hurt uh one game into your return to denmark uh, this fall uh, just how frustrating was that and you know how much was uh, of a setback was that injury for getting prepped for training camp yeah that was uh that sucked because uh i was uh i wanted to play with the team back home to get some games in and, and be in game shape so i was better prepared for for the upcoming season and then i got hurt and didn't end up uh, and end up not being able to skate or anything so that hurt me more than it helped me. So that was really frustrating. What, uh, I think, oh, go ahead, Eric. I was just going to say, is it, are you feeling, obviously you've been, you've been playing in the Barracuda game. So you're, you're feeling better, feeling, feeling back to hundred percent. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm, I feel hundred percent right now. Nice. Awesome. Good to hear it. Go ahead, Kyle. Yeah. Uh, no, as I say, being, uh, being one of the guys that's been around the Barracuda, um, for a couple of years now, are you, looked upon as like a leader of the team or as like a, a vet of the CUDA? Do you have that role or are you just there playing hockey? Yeah, I, I see myself as one of the leaders. Uh, it's my fourth season now, so I've been around uh, for a while now and and I like to help out the, the younger guys. And um, and yeah, I think I'm, I'm one of the leaders and veterans now. What was it like having uh, like with everything going on, you know, guys like uh, Robbins and Weisblatt or who would normally be in the juniors, what was it like having like kind of some of these really young guys around right now? Oh, it's really exciting. It's, uh, it's fun to see these, uh, these young kids that are really skilled and uh, it's fun to, uh, to have a little, uh, some young guys around the locker room <laughs> and spice, uh, spice things up a little bit. It was, it was, uh, yeah, it was fun. Did they rope you in any TikToks? <laughs> No, no, not really. I think they're a little old for that stuff, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, speaking the- of everything that you have going around you, I mean, it's been just such a crazy, 
you know, uh, you know, you guys had to start the season training in Arizona. Uh, you guys had the COVID situation in uh, Henderson. Uh, you guys were supposed to play games, uh, you know, in uh, Tucson and Texas. Texas got canceled because of the weather. You guys were stuck in Texas for a while, right? Thankfully, you guys had power, at least, right, from what I understand. But can you just kind of sum up the last couple of months, you know, and just how and also too how happy you are to be back in San Jose and that you guys are going to play again uh, on the 25th after, you know, being gone for so long? Yeah, it's been uh... It's been uh, unusual. Unusual. It's been very different, but um, it is what it is. Uh, just kind of grateful that we we were able to play games at least uh, during this pandemic and stuff. So it is what it is. Stuff like that's going to happen during the season. Uh, not too much you can do about it. That's just how it is this season. Okay, we uh, we've probably taken up a lot of your time today, so we're going to get you out of here on two. Two, two easy questions for you. Uh, the yeah. first one is, do you wear socks and skates or do you go sockless? Oh, socks for sure. Socks, No socks and skates is gross. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I, I agree, but <laughs> I, don't know how, uh, I don't know how people do it, um, particularly Ryan Merkley. Uh, he said he doesn't wear socks. That's disgusting. His skates must smell really bad. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, and the last question before, before we, uh, we get out of here, uh, did you have a hockey idol growing up? Yeah, I liked, uh, Anse Kopitar the Kings. He was kind of my favorite player growing up. And a uh, last one for me. Uh, can you tell us anything embarrassing about Nikolai Ehlers? Um, that he is not that big and he thinks that he can fight uh, guys like Ryan Gesleff. <laughs> uh awesome we'll uh we'll we'll end it there uh alexander thank you very much for for doing this we really appreciate it, it was a lot of fun um good luck with your season if we don't talk again uh, hopefully uh you get a call up to the nhl soon and and get some more games up there thank you it's been a pleasure yeah thanks alexander bye thank you bye that was us talking to alexander true uh, Danish superstar, uh, super nice guy. We really appreciate him coming on. Um, so if you want to tweet at us and, and maybe request somebody that you want us to talk to, uh, we're trying, trying our best. Uh, you can tweet at us at locked on sharks. Um, you can email us at locked on sharks at gmail.com, Facebook, Instagram, locked on sharks, uh, Shang Peng, obviously with, uh, San Jose hockey now, which you can find, we reach it all the time and you can find him at Shang Peng. Uh, he's got, uh, articles coming every day. Up on the site right now is actually uh, an article about Alex Young, the late round, sixth or seventh round draft pick from seventh, uh, seventh round draft pick. Right, right, right. Uh, My cousin draft pick from last year. Yeah. Uh, what he's doing in college, Eric, uh, our own Eric Fowl wrote that. Um, so check that out on the site. Uh, like I said, Shang will be having everything. Uh, he has stuff up every day. Uh, the Barracuda are restarting. Uh, well, not restart. Well, I guess kind of restarting. Um, their first home games, February 25th. Uh, and then, then they'll be back into a full schedule there. So check that out. If you want to talk to Eric about his Alex Young schedule, you can do that at foul ball 15. And if you want to talk to JD about anything, he's a pretty nice guy. You can do that at, uh, my fry hole. Uh, if you want to ask Kyle about headshots, uh, you can find him at Kyle Demetrius. I used my hinge profile. Bye everybody. Bye <laughs> everybody.